Friday, February 16th, 2024. I'm your host, Alex Jones, and the wheels are coming off the New World Order. Their entire system is being revealed to the world. There are open announcements by publications like the Wall Street Journal that, hey, inflation is your fault and you should just skip meals. We're going to be breaking that down next segment and, and so much more today. But the first thing I wanted to get into is Fannie Willis and the incredible testimony yesterday, and I guess more of it's coming up today, and we'll be covering it live. I mean, here is this corrupt prosecutor that hired her boyfriend, lied about it, and then got caught giving him hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, much of it in cash, that he would then go pay for trips in her name. So clear money laundering uh, going on, ladies and gentlemen. Government money from her prosecutor's office given to him, which then he would go out and buy her tickets and all sorts of things and give her cash back. She would give him cash. And then she has the nerve to you know, deny there's any relationship going on, even though we have the emails, the eyewitnesses, all of it. This is emblematic of the arrogance of the type of people that George Soros is financing and putting into judgeships, putting into prosecutor positions, uh, putting into state attorney general's positions, they all basically behave the same because they know they're tools of the Justice Department, even if they're state or local, and that they have been given a get-out-of-jail-free card. They are above the law, just like Biden, and on down to the very, very bottom. And this is what happens in history when tyrannies take over. They get enough of their corrupt people in positions of power to be able to commit any crime they want, be as arrogant as they want, as long as they persecute the political opposition. And our government can point at this stuff going on in China or Russia and say, oh, look, they're bad, but we don't live in China or Russia. We live here. And if I saw Republicans doing one-tenth of this to people weaponizing the judiciary, I'd be totally against them. In fact, I don't like the Republican leadership. Mitch McConnell and the rest of them are almost as bad. But just just sitting back and watching her testimony and and listening to her and then her trying to claim that it's racism, the reason all this is happening. She ran on getting Trump. So so did uh, Letitia James in New York. Uh, The absolute political operative judge in New York on the real estate case has already found Trump guilty. There is no jury. And so that verdict is set to come out today. They're coming for everybody, folks. As Trump said... They have to get through him to get to us. They have to get through InfoWars to get to you. That's why I'm asking you all to stand up, to speak out, and to support this broadcast. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, random strangers, to tune in now at InfoWars.com forward slash show. We're going to go to break, but here's a clip of Fannie Willis, a short compilation, and we'll be right back. And she's reportedly going to be back on the stand today. I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign. I kept some of the cash of that. I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign. I kept some of the cash of that. Kept some of the cash of that. Like, to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today. And then he tells me how much it is, and I give him the money back. 
I don't, just like you're asking me about the money with Robin, I don't do my friends like that. So if you tell me it's a G, then you're going to get $1,000. If it, Whatever it is, I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me. Whatever he told me it was, I gave him his money back. Isn't it? The characterization. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm that. sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you understand that? All right, well, I don't think we should discuss further. Mr. Sato. He also said that he was a world traveler and had been on many of the continents. Have, and a six. Have you been on any of those continents with him? Um, Besides this one. Uh, where's Belize? What continent is that? I'm not being funny. I don't know. Uh, Let's say with the exception of... Belize with him. I've been to the Bahamas with him. I've been with Aruba with him. Don't embarrass me. I'm not sure what continents those are on. Whatever continents those are, that's where I've been. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, I would tell you. But whatever continents those are, that I've been to those locations, sir. From Austin, Texas, broadcasting worldwide, it's Alex Jones. It's Friday, February 16th, 2024, and I want to kick the broadcast off with this headline in your face from the Wall Street Journal. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast, and the Atlantic says you should eat beans instead of meat. Ladies and gentlemen, they are building a giant dystopic system in our faces and telling us it's prosperity. We're about to break it down right now. This is the Great Reset. This is the post-industrial world. This is the depopulation system in our face. Waging war on corruption. It's Alex Jones, coming to you live from the front lines of the InfoWar. Zero Hedge has written a short but also very succinct and powerful boil-down of a composite of Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal articles, WF statements, and White House propaganda in the last few weeks and months. And so I'm just going to read the article here on air for you right now. It's also posted on InfoWars.com. But before I read it, it's, it's, it's very important to understand and, and to pull back and just read the headline for yourself to take in the arrogance of these people and what their Great Reset really means. Wall Street Journal tells readers to save money Maybe you should skip breakfast. Again, I'm going to read that again. The Wall Street Journal tells readers to save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. Now, remember, cutting off much of the fertilizer, shutting down many of the farms around the world, this is all good to save the earth from climate change because particularly organic farming is bad. Factory farming is good. That's the UN and London Guardian and Many other establishment mouthpieces openly saying that. Of course, this all flies in the face of common sense and reality. Then separately, the UN comes out and says, oh, hundreds of millions are going to starve to death. UNICEF needs billions and billions of dollars more because the virus caused a breakdown in food production. No, the lockdowns 
that went on for all these years did that. And now, oh, guess what? They didn't end when it comes to farms and food production around the world. In fact, the controls incrementally shutting down that key infrastructure have only intensified. So imagine the globalist party, the WFUN Trillionaire Club. And their slogan is, you will eat the bucks. You will own nothing, you will like it. And you say, that's so dystopic. They'll never get away with that. But they are, to some extent, because the public is so incredibly ignorant about the nature of just how evil this plan is. Because even though they're saying we've broken the social contract, even though they're saying we're shutting down the normal infrastructure and killing oil drilling and gas production, even though they're shutting off the coal, even though they're saying the West isn't open for business, but it sure is in China and India where their investments are, the public still hasn't wrapped their mind around the fact that this is administrative deindustrialization, which will lead to poverty, crime, and death, especially in the third world. So here's the amazing headline. Wall Street Journal tells readers who save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. That's how you save money. As the number of Bidenomics news stories soared, polling data via Real Clear Politics shows the president's job approval rating fell. In other words, the American people quickly called BS on the PR report, the PR campaign. President Biden's attempt to sell Americans on Bidenomics could be one of the most significant marketing failures by an administration in an election cycle in modern times. But Klaus Schwab of the UN talk about this. They say, we'll have the nation states implement our horrible draconian plans, then they'll get the blame, and then we'll call for corporations and international groups to come in and fix the problem. But if we know it's the globalists that penetrated our governments and the cabinets that control our politicians, and that it's a global WFUN party doing this worldwide, well, they'll all be discredited, their programs will be stopped, and then finally, we'll take political power and be able to legally and lawfully, with due process, put their asses in prison. Continuing, according to Bloomberg data, the number of news stories mentioning Bidenomics in corporate media erupted in June of 2023. This was around the same time that the White House launched its propaganda campaign to persuade, trick the American people about the alleged success of the president's economic policies. As the number of Bidenomics news stories soared, polling data via Real Clear Politics shows the president's job approval rating f- rate fell. In other words, the American people quickly called BS on the PR campaign. Continuing. In this era of failure, legacy media told consumers inflation is their fault, but ignore the Federal Reserve's massive easing program during the COVID era and the federal government's helicopter dropping trillions of dollars blindly across the economy. Not quite blindly, most of it to key globalist banks and to themselves. Then they do the real investment, buy up the infrastructure and pass us uh, all the debt and inflation. Here's the Atlantic's headline. Inflation is your fault. If people are so mad about high prices, why do they keep buying so many expensive things? And of course, that publication is a big apologist for Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, because the owner is a, a big visitor to it, Steve Jobs' widow. Remember this Bloomberg opinion piece from 2022 that told readers who made under $300,000 a year and suffered from high inflation, try lentils, beans, 
instead of meat. Here's that headline from Bloomberg. Inflation stings. Most of you earn less with 300000 Here's how to deal with it. Ah, yes, earn less. That will fix it. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Everybody knows you buy in bulk, you save money. See, just all the worst advice. It's like telling a kid that can't swim that's three years old, tie bowling balls to your legs and jump in the deep end. Try lentils instead of meat. Nobody said this would be fun. I told everybody when they shut the economy down and people sat around watching Netflix that it was pulling the rug out from under the economy. It was all part of their plan. And now the Wall Street Journal told readers this week to save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. Of course, how about you skip all three meals in areas of Latin America, Africa, and starve to death? The only the strongest military-aged men can be transferred by the UN to our nations. As another reminder, lower inflation touted by the White House does not mean lower prices. We'll put that graph on screen. And the consumer environment is getting worse, not better, ahead of the elections. The Atlantic pointing fingers at consumers for inflation. Bloomberg advised readers to eat lentils. The Wall Street Journal suggests skipping breakfast are all indicators of the U.S. economy in distress. In stark contrast, the White House's continuous assurance that everything is fine. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Just go read that short article at Infowars.com from ZeroEdge.com. Share it with everybody you know. I'm going to post it. And this audio report on X. Obviously, I'm airing it here on my show today. I've got more of these reports coming today, and I'll be back live at Studio Sunday. Owen and the rest of the crew are doing a great job today. But just sit back and think about for a moment, cogitate, meditate on the arrogance of the corporate dying media with articles in Cosmopolitan about have a baby, go to a satanic temple abortion clinic, and they will sacrifice it with you. They actually have satanic-sponsored abortion clinics now where women go to say it's a sacrifice. And the, the New York Times and all these groups are pushing this, and you're like, well, that's just completely over the top. They're trolling us. No, they're getting ready for a post-industrial world and training you to not stand together and training you to be nihilistic and satanic like they are. These are mercenaries and minions and servants of the system. Some of them love it. Some of them just go along with it. But in the final equation, they have sold out to their own destruction. And hell loves company. Misery loves company. And as I started this important breakdown, I'm going to end with this again. The globalists are trying to sell sand to people in the Sahara instead of iced tea. This is unpopular. This is evil. This is wrong. It doesn't save the earth. The globalists don't care about the earth. They are positioning themselves for mass forced depopulation, climate lockdowns, race wars, and other nightmarish systems they're putting into place all around us. So whatever you see on national television, whatever you see Disney's putting out, whatever you see as drug commercials, whatever you see being put out by the big colleges, all of it is written up by the big think tanks and is designed to poison you, is designed to destroy you is literally designed to kill you after they suck everything out of you, including your soul. That's why it's beyond important to spread the word about this broadcast, one of the main beacons of light against this evil. And I know over 30 years, people have thought, man, this guy's too extreme, it's not that bad. Now you're seeing the real face of this, ladies and gentlemen, and it's gonna get a lot worse, a lot quicker. 
So our lives, our fortune, our children, our souls depend on standing against this evil now and admitting that we're under attack. And as I've said a thousand times, we didn't ask for this fight. But if they want to fight, they better believe they've got one. Back to live broadcast, Infowars.com forward slash show. Thank you, Alex. And yes, we are now inside the Infowars World Headquarters in Austin, Texas. Owen Troyer here joining you. Going to be rejoined by Alex coming up shortly. And he's got a bunch of news. I've got a bunch of news. And there's so many stories that when you put it on the table and then you compare it to what else is going on, you say, okay, well, this just proves we're being lied to. This just proves this is propaganda. I'll explain what I'm talking about in a second. But you hear Alex Jones reporting there and you see all the fear-mongering of war in the media was such an embarrassment to her case and, and to herself in general that they decided not to put her back on the stand today. That's how bad it was. And as I was following this yesterday and then observing some of the clips last night and then looking at some of the commentary, it's it's the same old story. You ask a diehard Democrat liberal, they'll tell you Joe Biden is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Greatest economy ever. There's peace on planet Earth thanks to Joe Biden. It's just total reverse reality. Totally fully bought into the propaganda. Just total BS. And they say the same thing about Fannie Willis. Greatest testimony ever. She showed how brave and how courageous and how strong and smart and everything. And, and, and the truth is the exact opposite. She embarrassed herself. She embarrassed her family. And she was so bad. I mean, just, just a neutral observer would see how bad she was. She was so bad that they didn't bring her back up to the stand today. Now, her father was up there and, and, you know, he has nothing to do with this, but clearly he sees what's going on. And it appears that Fannie Willis was, yes, moving a bunch of money around, perhaps even admitting to committing campaign finance violations, crazy enough, and taking vacations with her romantic partner, even though she promised Fulton County when she got the job and sit-down interview, she said, I promise I'll never have romantic relationships with anybody who I work with. Oops. Oops. And then they allegedly lied about that in the court filings because other witnesses came up and said, nope, they'd been in a relationship before 2020. And I'd seen them smooching and hugging. And as if that's not all embarrassing enough for Fanny, she wore her dress backwards. And, you know, obviously I'm not some big fashion uh, female fashion critique artist here or something like I but it, it's funny when I saw her in the dress I was like something feels off about this is it just her body shape or what's the deal well some women noticed they found the dress 
They found the website where you can buy the dress, and yes, indeed, Fanny Willis was wearing it backwards. But maybe she's just taken from Jill Biden, because Jill Biden is famous for that, too. Now, there's so much more here. I'm going to let Alex tell some other of these stories when it comes to the situation with Alexei Navalny. I mean, I I just say quickly, like, I I don't know what to think. I could easily see Putin actually doing this. The the, the timing seems way too convenient for the deep state and the military industrial complex against Russia. However, I also think Putin realizes that, I mean, if he wanted to do this, he sees how weak the Biden administration is. He sees how unpopular the Biden administration is. He sees how the American people don't trust the intelligence communities, don't trust the media. So if you were going to do it, maybe it's like, well, maybe now is the time because people in America don't trust any of the establishment, so they won't believe this. But then it kind of gives the perfect gift to the deep state and military industrial complex to continue their war on Russia. But but you know what? How about did did Putin have Nilvani killed or not? How about I don't care? How about we've had five January 6th political prisoners kill themselves because of what the Democrats have done? How about we had Ukraine kill journalist Gonzalo Lira, American journalist? How about that? Neither of those stories got any of the attention, not a fraction of the attention that this Novani story has which would again lead me to believe that it's just propaganda or something else going on. But why is it we don't care about Gonzalo Lira? Why is not we don't care about the American political prisoners that have been killed? So then you had Tucker, who's, I guess, still in Russia, shooting videos at the supermarkets and the subway stations and comparing life in American cities to Russian cities and saying, hey, what what do you notice here? What's the difference? Oh, there's no poverty. There's no crime. There's no graffiti. People respect the streets and they respect each other. You just don't get that in American cities. So we'll probably play some of that coming up. We've got the Democrats continuing to run on the abortion issue this is going to be their big issue for 2024 is abortion they've changed their tack a little bit but we'll have that coming up for you we got a ton of clips from the fanny willis nathan wade testimony i mean it'd be funny if it wasn't so pathetic it'd be funny if it wasn't so scary that these people are in charge and they will illegally and illegitimately persecute you it it might be funny but but that's what's going on so we got all of those clips we're going to play those too now let me do something here before we go to break and get rejoined by alex on the other side this is the most current polling results when it comes to the 2024 election and guys let's either pull that on the screen or doc cam this and i would just ask what do you notice about this electoral college map, which is where the current polling is for the 2024 election. What stands out? Biden versus Trump. Well, isn't it obvious? Ladies and gentlemen, these are the real results before all the Biden voter fraud. 
These are the real results of the 2020 election. Donald Trump won Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona. Before all the voter fraud came in, before all the mail-in ballots came in, before the water main breaks and the mail delivery trucks and the pulling out secret briefcases from under the table when the counting was supposed to stop and midnight when Trump was leading in all those states, but then at 3.30, Biden had the, had the 1% lead. These were your real results from the 2020 election. Donald Trump had over 300 electoral college votes. Those are your real results. But see, everybody's seeing this today and saying, oh, look, you know, Trump has a commanding lead on Biden. Oh, look, the Democrats are in trouble. Well, yeah, of course they are. The economy is in bad shape. There's war all over the planet. People don't even feel safe in their own cities. You can go on and on. Uh, The constant lying, gaslighting, the border, everything else we get. We got news on the border as well. No, this is, these were your results from the 2020 election right here. That's what you have before all the voter fraud. It's exactly where we were at. And then Joe Biden had millions of illegitimate votes pour in at three o'clock in the morning to put them ahead in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia. But, but we don't need to sit here and relitigate this on air. We already know what happened. Anybody paying attention knows what happened. But then I'm supposed to care about Putin and Nulvaney when my own government throws me in jail for telling you that. So whatever happened to Nulvaney, yeah, we can talk about it. But uh, no, we've got our own problems with the Biden administration, much bigger than Putin problems. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Naturally, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the Infowar. Alexei Navalny, a Russian political prisoner, one of the main opposition groups against Putin, though he never got more than 2%, collapsed reportedly and died while working at a Siberian work camp in a rural area. Now, do 
Russian government officials have people killed. Yeah, do bears go to the bathroom in the woods? Do fish swim in the sea? Do birds fly in the air? This certainly could have been Putin having him killed. But there he is serving a multi-decade prison sentence. And then magically, right after the big Tucker Carlson interview and Russia decisively winning the Ukraine war, this happens. Where is the motive for Putin to have him killed? I'm purely speculating here, but how do we know that there wasn't a bounty on his head by Western intelligence agencies and Russia is just as infiltrated as America and that somebody killed him so that it could be blamed on Putin? Because they're certainly trying to use that now. Biden had previously said nothing had better happen to Navalny. Uh, So I think it's too early to tell here, but I'll just say this. We saw Jeffrey Epstein's neck broken in three places, according to the coroner. The coroner said looked like homicide to him. That got swept under the rug. Uh, we saw the then Attorney General Barr come out and try to cover it all up. They turned off the cameras in the prison. It just goes on and on and on. So for the West to point their finger at Putin and say, look, look, you know, they're the worst people on earth. While this type of political murder is going on here, I mean, look what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Look how they gunned a woman down in cold blood claiming shots had been fired and killed four other citizens that day and then lied and said that police had been killed that day. So my job is not being an apologist for Putin or for Russia. I'm just saying the timing of this is very, very suspicious. Uh, Also, he could have had a heart attack and really died for real. I tend to not think that's the case. It probably was foul play. But again, we don't know any of that. But if you go to X or go to Facebook or go to the national news, oh, Putin did it for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Why would Putin kill somebody who's unpopular, who's in prison, and then give the Western establishment a big win? This is while Zelensky can't get his war funding through Congress. Uh, This is while he's having to reshuffle generals and leaders as on the verge of being thrown out himself. Again, 95% of what I cover on air is researched information and facts. 5% speculation. I'm saying this is speculation. And so I don't know what happened there. But it's definitely food for thought to bring up these different angles and issues that I don't see Putin's immediate motive while this guy was in a Siberian work camp to have him killed uh, when obviously this would give Putin a black eye any way you slice it. We'll be covering this more at Real Alex Jones on X and at Infowars.com forward slash show. Thank you, Alex. And I would say I'm, I'm kind of on the same page seeing the news about Nalvaney. And, and one of the things you like to do, you don't want to be the tail wagging the dog here, but you always kind of see the response, see the propaganda laid out, and then that might point you in a direction to reach a conclusion here so i've got all the same actors that lie to the american people i've got all the same actors that engage in propaganda against the american people and and they're the ones telling me putin killed nulvaney now again if you if you say well i'm going to assume these people are lying to me all the time and i'm just going to take the opposite as the truth well that's also a dangerous psychology because then you can be deceived in in that manner but you've got eric swalwell today telling you This is the statement he made this morning, rather. Let Nalvaney's death be a warning to America. If returned to power, Donald Trump will jail his opponents. I mean, this is absurd. Joe Biden is jailing his opponents. There were thousands put in prison for January 6th. I was put in prison for my speech. I was put in prison 
for not believing the 2020 election results. I came on air today and I told you that they stole the election from Donald Trump. Are they going to imprison me again? I get harassed from the government regularly, daily. I get I get drug tested, probation meetings, visits. I have to deal with this corruption of the Biden administration. And you're going to sit here and tell me Putin, Putin, Putin. No, I'm dealing with Biden, Biden, Biden. I'm dealing with Merrick Garland. I'm dealing with the corrupt Justice Department. That's my own country persecuting me. Did Putin kill Nelvaney or not? I don't know. Kind of don't care either. I got my own problems. And then they say Trump's going to jail his opponents when that's exactly what the Democrats are doing. Mike Pence says... There's no room in the Republican Party for apologists for Putin. Rip. Alexei Nalvani. Hey, Mike Pence, did you say anything about Gonzalo Lira? Hey, Mike Pence, read the room. Actually, there's no room in the Republican Party for you anymore, bud. You're the one that's out. Not Putin apologists. Oh, so Tucker Carlson going over to Russia and doing an interview with Putin. That's a Putin apologist. Tucker Carlson going over to Russia and filming their grocery stores and their subways. That's that's a Putin apologist. Just making observations about Russian civilization and life. That's a Putin apologist. No, it's embarrassing is what it is. It's embarrassing because Russians in major metropolitan areas, Russians living in their big cities are living better than we are. That's what's embarrassing. Is that a Putin apologist? Am I a Putin apologist for observing that you can go into a Russian subway and it's nice and you're not graffiti everywhere and people begging you for money with the trains falling apart, holes in the ceiling? It looks like a, like a 19th century library or something. A museum. Is that a Putin apologist for observing that fact? Tucker Carlson goes over to Russia, goes to the grocery store, buys groceries. I guess, I don't know if he has a family of four or whatever, but he says, I'm going to buy enough groceries for a family of four in Russia. I know what it costs in America. Oh, wow, it's cheaper in Russia and the food quality is better. Is that a Putin apologist? When Tucker Carlson goes to the equivalent of McDonald's, because I guess part of the U.S. sanctions is they don't get McDonald's. Oh, no. How they survive? So they came up with their own burger chain and Tucker goes there and he, and he buys the equivalent of what would be like a Big Mac meal. And it's seven bucks. And it doesn't taste like cardboard. Is that a Putin apologist for just observing these things? Maybe Putin did have Nelvaney killed. Doesn't change the fact that their subways are nicer. And then Mike Pence is going to tell you, no room in the Republican Party for Putin apologists, except everybody's staring at Mike Pence in the room saying, hey, why are you still here? We don't like you. You're the one we're sick of, actually. Now, we're going to probably come back from the th- in the third hour today, and maybe we'll play some of these Tucker Carlson clips. I've also got news on the open border that's out of control and it's exactly as we predicted confirmed now by NBC News reporting 
Yeah, maybe they'll stop coming to Texas momentarily, but they're just going to go to Arizona and California. Now it's confirmed, Arizona, California, every day getting a new record number of border crossings. (laughs) So, yeah, no kidding. Oh, you thought they would just stop coming? Please. Who thought that? So we're going to talk about that. But when we come back in the next segment, I'm going to lay into all these Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade clips. Some of them are funny, but more than anything, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing for our country. And and I understand this whole concept that, well, you know, well, well, let's just call it what it is. What else can I assume other than Fannie Willis is a diversity hire? Fannie Willis is a diversity college graduate. Because when you see this woman on the stand, you ask yourself, how did she graduate college? How did she pass the bar exam? And how did she become a district attorney? She's not very bright. Diversity hires. Diversity hires. We're going to come back and play all these clips. This stuff is just, it's just crazy. And, and these are the people that want to conquer you. These are the people that want to destroy the country. They don't even know where Belize is on a map. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraiser is a signed copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. In a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of TurboForce rises above the rest. The force that propels you to tackle your day and face the dark side of fatigue. TurboForce ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with TurboForce. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the TurboForce be with you. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. All right, we're going to get to some of these Fannie Willis clips and... She might be in trouble. I doubt it. But Joe Biden is live right now, guys. Let's just pop this up on the screen. And I really don't care to hear from Biden right now. 
maybe we should just see what he's talking about. He's, he's addressing the nation on the Nalvani killing, okay? So again, I, I don't want to be the, uh, the dog getting wagged by the tail here, but it's just like, this all seems way too scripted to believe it was Putin at this point. Now again, I, I could see it being Putin. At this point, you feel that uh, you, you know that the American citizens don't trust their media, don't trust their government. And you know Joe Biden is weak, so if you're going to kill Nelvaney, I guess, you know, now's the time. But it's just like, we don't have press conferences for Gonzalo Lira, who gets killed in a Ukrainian prison, tortured and killed, but we do press conferences within hours of Nelvaney being killed. Is Biden even still alive, guys, or did he already walk away? So, so he spoke for like, what, maybe five minutes? So, <laughs> okay. So Biden, Biden walks up to the podium for five minutes, tells you how bad Putin is, and then he killed Mulvaney with no proof, and, uh, and, then, and then goes back to nappy time. So we were going to carry it, but he's already done speaking. So that's what you get from Biden. So it's just, it's all too perfect. It's all too perfect. They murder Ashley Babbitt, uh, Boylan. I mean, it was like four Trump supporters died on January 6th. They don't say a damn thing. They celebrate it. They celebrate the police officer that shot an unarmed veteran, a woman, Five January 6th political prisoners have committed suicide. They don't say a damn thing. Gonzalo Lira gets tortured and murdered by the Ukraine regime. They don't say a damn thing. No press conferences, nothing. And, and now they've got the whole propaganda machine rolling out ready to blame Putin for killing Mulvaney the, the day after Russian space nukes is the story. I mean, give me a break. I'm not an idiot. And even if Putin did have Mulvaney killed, I got bigger problems. Joe Biden is a bigger problem to me than Putin is. The entire Biden administration is a bigger problem to me than Putin is and ever could be. And see, and see, that's the real deception. That's the real deception. Putin could be the worst guy on the planet. He could be the best guy on the planet. It's all a distraction. The real criminals, the real enemies of America, the real threat to our future are in Washington, D.C., in Congress. Their names are Chuck Schumer. Their names are Mitch McConnell, not Vladimir Putin. It's all a distraction. The real threat are people like Fannie Willis, who have motives, anti-white motives, anti-conservative motives. Yes, that's what Fannie Willis brings with her every day she goes to work as a district attorney. And she's not the only one. So this is why this Willis story, I think, is actually important. Because it shows you the types of people Soros is hiring. Not just unqualified for the job, but should be disqualified from the job. I mean, just listen to this embarrassment. Let's just go down these clips. Does this sound like a professional woman in clip one? County that was paid. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about outside of that, did you ever pay him anything other than cash? I've only given him cash a few times in, in the course of what we're talking about. So you've never would go to dinner. Let, him, let her finish her answer. If we would go to dinner, I wouldn't give him cash because he paid for dinner or I paid for dinner. I've given him cash only a few times in life, probably four. Okay. Probably the most money I've ever handed him is $2,500. The least amount of money I've handed him, probably between $500 and $1,000. You never wrote him a check? Ma'am, I don't have checks. Okay. Um, so you have no proof of any reimbursement for any of these things because it was all cash, right? The testimony of one witness? 
is enough to prove a fact. So my question was, do you have any proof? Is that what you're intimating right here? I'm asking if you have any proof that you paid him any money. The proof is what I just told you. You have no written proof. Is that correct? So I have some, um, probably some transactions like in Belize. I probably spent $500 on my card uh, in Belize. I spent 800, I can't remember, 900 bucks on each of our tickets to go to Belize. Now, there's obvious questions here. Like, why are you paying Nathan Wade in cash? And she admits that there is no record of these payments. Well, how convenient. How convenient. And look, I'm not going to sit here. Quite frankly, I don't care about the IRS and, and you keeping books to please the IRS. But clearly she was not doing that. And now she's asked to produce records of these payments and she can't do it. How convenient. Always paying him in cash. Now, look, again, I support Fannie Willis paying somebody in cash. This is why cash is important, so that the government can't spy on you in every transaction you make. But she clearly knew that, huh? She clearly knew that. Now, we'll see what else develops from this, because she said a bunch of other things that could be easily disproven if they were lies. But listen to what she says here in clip eight. Did she just admit to a campaign finance violation here in clip eight? Whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like to tell you what I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today. When she took out a bunch of money from her first campaign, she kept the cash. I mean, there might be an innocent explanation for that. But then again, J.D. Vance was paying attention to this, and he said that he believes Fannie Willis admitted to multiple felonies during her testimony yesterday. Multiple felonies. But she's a Democrat. She's a strong black woman. She's above the law. She is the law as she sees it. That's why she's up there so arrogantly and confidently. And, and I would not expect anything to come from this, folks. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Don't, don't expect anything to come from this. The worst that will happen is she might get disqualified from the Trump case, but it won't change anything. She knows it. She knows that judge ain't going to do a damn thing. And, and overall, all, all this really does is disqualify her as a legitimate district attorney, whether it's the Trump case or not. J.D. Vance... It's like every other two-minute clip I watch of this Fannie Willis interview, she admits to committing another felony. Yeah, but she'll get away with it. Now, listen to what she says here in clip nine, which might be easily provable as a lie and perhaps perjury. My next question is based on her opening the door, and therefore I'll just ask it, and Your Honor can decide whether or not it's appropriate. When you went to D.C., did you go to the White House? I did not go to the White House. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, this is interesting because there is a White House visitor log and Fannie's name is on it. Her name is on it. Now, again, maybe there's an innocent explanation. There might be another Fannie Willis running around. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure there is. But the White House visitor logs might prove otherwise. But she was so strong 
Democrats saying she was so strong on that stand. Liberals saying she was so strong on that stand. And yet she was so weak that they didn't call her to the stand again today. She sounds like a very serious person talking about all the cash she was giving to her lover, Nathan Wade, here in clip 10. And then he tells me how much it is, and I give him the money back. I don't, just like you're asking me about the money with Robin, I don't do my friends like that. So if you tell me it's a G, then you're going to get $1,000. Whatever it is, I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me. Whatever he told me it was, I gave him the money back. It's a G, baby. Uh, Okay, so... They basically have to admit they were having an affair, a sexual affair. But that's funny because here's what she said in 2020 about not having affairs with employees in clip 12. Because they deserve a D.A. that won't have sex with his employees, Uh. because they deserve a D.A. that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children because we deserve better. (laughs) She did exactly both of those things. And so it looks like they were taking, you know, their lover relationship trips, who knows, dating back how long. They knew it was probably unethical at at the least. So he would pay for it on his credit card and maybe he'd get some points back, whatever. So he pays for it on the credit card and then she reimburses with cash. At least that's their argument. So there you go. And, uh, but, but, you know, she wants you to know, well, what do you think she means here in clip 13? I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm I'm just telling you. I'm sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you Uh. understand that? I think I understood that. I think what you meant is you're not going to emasculate a black man. So that would mean you would emasculate a white man, though. I mean, that's all I could take from that. So I wonder, do you think Fannie Willis's execution of the law might favor black men? Hmm, maybe that's why crime is so bad in Atlanta. I don't know. Maybe. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever. Ever. day two of the hearing where a judge is determining whether Fannie Willis has to step down from a political prosecution of President Trump uh, there in Atlanta, Georgia. This is a complete meltdown. We've got clips for meltdowns coming up here in a moment. But that was on day one. 
Right now we are in day two, and a gentleman named Terrence Bradley uh, that worked with Fannie Willis's uh, boyfriend, uh, Nathan Wade, had signed an affidavit that indeed they did have a relationship, Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. Now he's had the lawyers threaten him and claims that he'll be disbarred and lose his law license if he doesn't claim all activity that he's ever had in the last, what, four, five, six, seven years with Mr. Nathan Wade is now attorney-client privilege, and so he can't comment on the affidavit uh, where he's saying, indeed, they did have a relationship, which they've now been trying to deny. As you know, Mr. Wade is a Southern gentleman. I mean, not so much. She should have stepped down a month ago, but she's so arrogant she's not. So the quicksand's getting deeper. And if you investigate the New York real estate judge or you investigate the federal judges, especially in D.C., if you investigate Letitia James or if you investigate any of these people, it is all a revolving door of special interest and kickbacks and, and jobs and money they're being given. Everything they're saying about Trump is actually what they themselves have done. So right now I'm just going to air short little excerpts back to back. Here's Terrence Bradley talking about attorney-client privilege. And then the judge even says, I'm not going to play the whole clip, the whole clip's on Infowars.com, that that isn't in the law, that's not attorney-client privilege. And, and then we'll go to one of the meltdowns of Fannie Willis. I was advised by the bar that Rule 1.6 of confidentiality applies and that I cannot reveal anything that I saw or learned. And that if the court is asking me to do that, that an immediate certificate of review should be asked. I was sitting there um, with my attorneys, and this was what was told to us, to state that Rule 1.6 applies. So basically what we've got is we've got Mr. Wade being able to say what he wants about this relationship, but then we're not allowed to ask questions to qualify that. Um, so that's that's not how it works. They either get to, to admit it or they don't. Your Honor, but he's already represented that he has no knowledge about that. I don't think we've actually gotten anything to that extent yet. Uh, I think we're still <laughs> making our way through it, which is uh, I think he's taking the position that he's not willing to share anything Mr. Wade ever told him. Your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken with Mr. Wade. And, well, no, no, no. Look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives you're confused you think i'm on trial these people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020 i'm not on trial no matter how hard you try to put me on trial i'm not a hostile witness i very much want to be not here. so much that you're hostile miss willis would be an adverse witness your interests are opposed to miss merchants thank you merchants interests are contrary to democracy your honor not to mine has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in, right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. And this it, is, it, it is a lie. It is, it is a lie. Ms. Willis? Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Be back in five. And there's the judge breaking because Fannie Willis was having complete meltdowns. I mean, it's just, it's not just corruption, it's incompetence, it's its embarrassing, it's shameful. 
This is this is what happens when you end meritocracy. Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs coming up next. Live from the Infowars.com studios, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. All right, we're about to be hearing from Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. That's going to carry us through most of this second hour of The Alex Jones Show. Brought to you by Infowarsstore.com. But you look at this Fannie Willis thing, and it's not even that I care about Fannie Willis having romantic affairs, even if they're married or whatever, with with Nathan Wade. It's not that I really care about Fannie Willis making under-the-table payments with cash because she doesn't want them on record. Honestly, couldn't care less. But, but it's part of the larger picture of corruption. It's part of the larger picture of these are the types of people that are being put in positions of power that have no respect for the law themselves. And, and they, don't even, they don't even have basic ethics. Again, her having affairs, couldn't care less. Her making payments under the table, couldn't care less. But it's the unethical behavior. It's the I'm above the law, I am the law behavior. And then obviously the racism too. The, 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 obviously Fannie Willis is a racist. She's obviously an anti-white racist. Again, I don't even care if she's an anti-white racist. It's that she now has a position of power, a woman who doesn't belong there with no ethics, a racist, and, and potentially even a felonious criminal. But she'll be above the law. Oh, Yes. I would not expect anything to happen to Fannie Willis other than the national embarrassment and the shame that she's brought on herself. Can't even put a dress on straight. Where's a dress backwards? What the hell is that? Did her and Nathan have a little beforehand and she just had to you know, hurry up into her dress, puts it on backwards? What's that about? Or who knows, given her history, maybe some of the other lawyers had a little Fanny time. But it's just, it's embarrassing for our country. And, and when you have unethical, potentially even criminal, racist people running the justice system, this is why everything collapses. This is why America looks the way it looks. This is why cities like Atlanta are so violent. Because of people like Fannie Willis. And when you end the meritocracy and when you replace it with diversity, This is what you get. This is what you get. (laughs) I mean, folks, it's so bad. Even CNN is saying that this charade needs to end with headlines like Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade need to step aside to save the country. I mean, that's how bad this is. But again, it's the same liberals. Oh, Fannie was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she's so courageous. She's so brave. Oh, I'm just oh, I'm just in love with her. And they create these heroes out of liars and crooks and criminals because they know it's the propaganda they're being fed. And if they don't amplify it and if they don't believe it, then nobody will. Oh, but Fanny was so great that they said, Fanny, do not go back on the stand. Please, for the love of God. 
Even CNN is like, you're embarrassing us and you're destroying our case against Trump. All right. Now, as I said, Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs coming up. And it's great that we can make interviews like this happen. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from from both of these individuals. And it's all thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. And man, it's it's actually, it's, t- it's time for me to do some shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. Because this morning I was getting ready to drink my vitamin mineral fusion. I put a scoop of it in a glass of juice every morning. And I realized that I'm almost out of vitamin mineral fusion. So I need to go and fill my shopping cart. I need to get some vitamin mineral fusion over 100% daily value of vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, and so much more. That's why I start every day with it. But then I need some Turbo Force Plus too. I'm I'm all out of Turbo Force Plus as well. I need to get some Brain Force Plus so that I can have energy and focus. 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop of Turbo Force Plus from InfoWarsStore.com. These are great products. I'm a product of the product at InfoWarsStore.com. Things you need, things you want, help you keep your uh, immune system strong and everything else. So I can tell you from experience from using these products that they're great. So you get a great product and you support the InfoWar, which you know the deep state, the Democrats, all the corrupt entities that want to destroy this country want us off air. But we're still here and now we got Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. And now Alex Jones, the Alex Jones, I might add. Uh, Alex, it is great to see you. It's been a long while uh, in, uh, in coming, but we're delighted to, to have you here and to have a chance to have a little talk. Your thoughts today on, the, on America? Well, I'm glad you raised that up front because you sent me a few questions, but you didn't add that one. And that's what I was going to say. What is it like when you had the top show in the English speaking world? We're not, you know, trying to be first place here, but a bigger show than Tucker had on Fox. When yeah. You were on CNN reaching 10 million people a day, conservatively predicting 20 years ago, you know, 18 years ago, everything that's happened. So our job is much easier as Patriots, that are anti-globalist, I mean, you pioneered on mainstream media, the first person to ever break all this. So I was going to ask you when you asked me questions, what is it like now to now be here when Elon Musk and Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson all sound just like you did 20-something years ago? Well, it sounds like music to me because uh, I I didn't hear any... uh... Uh, any like voices like minds uh, well i would i will reserve that you were amazing throughout your career you started uh as a, a skeptic of all that is establishment and uh you know my hats off to you i mean you're you know but i was out in the wilderness i mean i was out in the wilderness i was a bush yeah. leaguer when i was doing it you charged right on and it showed that freedom is popular you have the number one show, you know, as I said, covering freedom, just like all the top shows now are are, 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 are populist anti-globalist. So I think that's a very positive thing about the awakening that we've reached. I've, I've been a populist all along. I've always said, uh, you know, populist, uh, they say it like it's a dirty word. In my in my view, it means people. And if you're not for the, for the people of this country, who the hell are you for? So if you don't call yourself a populist, I want you to say exactly what you are, what you do, because you sound like an enemy of this great republic. And I've and I felt that way from the outset, as you suggest. And I, I know this, that there are enough voices. You were talking about Tucker and uh, everyone uh, out there. 
I am so delighted to have people with strong and bright uh, principal voices out talking about what matters to this country. Uh, it's a joy to me to to watch it, to still be part of it. I'm thrilled to be still in the arena fighting. You know, I may not land as many punches, but I sure do. Uh, uh, well, I guess I land a few, but I, it's harder to take them. I'll put it that way. Uh, I want to talk yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. No, I just know that I'm coming on with you, but I want to talk about you because when I look at who in the last 30, 40 years has had the biggest effect against this anti-American agenda, it's, it's Ron Paul, it's it's Lou Dobbs, and then kind of we all came later. And I'm not taking away from Tucker. I'm friends with Tucker. Love Tucker. He's amazing. I think hopefully he'll have you on his, his show soon. He should. But I, I, I just look back to the people that were telling me about this first. It, you know, my grandfather's. Both my mother's, you know, dad and my father's dad, they weren't on air, but they were both aware of this because they were you know, learned, educated men. So I, I just, I just realized that it's like the rock in the pond. So we can see the big waves now out from the edge of it. But I'm just saying Lou Dobbs was one of the original big rocks thrown in the pond. So, uh, you know, I, I don't care about Hollywood people. I don't care about sports people, none of that. But I do get a little bit giddy talking to you because I'm smart enough to look back and say, if there wasn't Lou Dobbs for all those years on air, uh, you know, the only person in mainstream media saying it, we would be in a lot of trouble today. And we're still in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot better position thanks to you. So I, I know it's a little bit uh, little bit uh, of me groveling here, but I'm not. We need to recognize the people that were, you know, trailblazers. And you're a maverick, brother. No, thank you, and I take that as high praise. And coming from you, uh, you know, I, I was you were talking about being out in the, the the bush. You were you were only in the bush because people were scared to death of you in that establishment, and they were putting you back as far as they could, as long as they could, and you broke through. And uh, uh, hallelujah, brother! Uh, it's and it's like you say, it is a it's a great gathering. These voices now. Uh, to hear them uh, taking up the issues that matter instead of the the pablum of the mainstream national corporate legacy, whatever you want to call it, Marxist media. Uh, people are wising up to it in a hurry, and it's uh, it's wonderful to see. And the question only now is, is it uh, soon enough? Uh, because we're sitting here 10 months away from an election. Uh, it's I, I truly believe it. Uh, you know, a lot of people say it's existential. It's all of this. I think it's our last best chance, uh, period. And we gotta we gotta move ahead. I I, I want to ask you if, back in those days if you could ever have imagined uh, in your earliest days that this country would have a two thousand mile long border that they turned over to the Mexican drug cartels. There's no middleman. Biden just handed it over to the cartels, and our, the border patrol is afraid to get near it. Uh, the uh, the National Guard has to on their side edge up to it, but no one is dealing with. The reality that is the cartels controlling Mexico and our border. It, it it's total rogue warrior. You know, back twenty something years ago when you're exposing it and the last decade on Fox Business and all that, it was a problem. But 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 not because I've been down there fifty times or more like you have. Now it is road warrior bazaar. You don't have to go looking for smugglers or kids being loaded in vans without their parents. You go there for even thirty minutes and you are just. I know I am dizzied or stunned by how insane it is and then i'm flying to the border and being groped to get there and groped to fly back and it, it just illustrates how asinine it is there's all the security at the airport but then the border is completely wide open and the border patrol to you know to their great 
irritation has been turned into a facilitator of the crime. And it just shows the social contracts broken. We know the NGOs that you exposed on Fox Business. That got you. We're back with Alex Jones. And Alex, I just want to turn to a reality that is the, the national capital, uh, the nation's capital, uh, the swamp, the open sewer, whatever people want to describe it. The truth is it's a land of coercion and blackmail and absolute raw political force. Uh, an NSA whistleblower who's a guest on the show a, a great deal, a, a friend, uh, said point blank to me the first time I talked to him that he knew there was a problem when the NSA was spying on Barack Obama in 2004. He knew there was a problem when Supreme Court justices were being surprised, uh, being surveilled uh, by the NSA. Uh, and he became a whistleblower, and to his great cost and to his great credit, he's a great patriot. Uh, we right now are facing total surveillance. We are facing a total loss of constitutional rights because the American people are taking it. Um, how much more can we take, Alex? Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, look at Tucker three years ago. He gets a call from the NSA, and you're being spied on. He talks about it. They don't deny it. And a month later, the Washington Post goes, yeah, we've got your private messages and we've got transcripts of your phone calls. That is a huge felony against a journalist. And Nixon was removed from office for far less. And, and so there's this emboldened arrogance to all of it. And I don't like Obama, but he shouldn't have been spied on by the NSA. And then we have Trump, we know, as candidate Trump uh, and then and then. Uh, you know, presidential elected Trump, and then, uh, I guess, what's the right term, uh, 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 nominee Trump, and then and then, and then then he was the president. But the point is, the entire time they were spying on him, trying to find something, and they didn't find anything. When he was candidate, president-elect, or president, they had the two fake impeachments and the Russia gate. And I remember watching congressional hearings six years ago, and they're just flat out, Alex Jones is a Russian agent. Ever been to Russia, not involved with Russia, know nothing about Russia when it comes to being there. But they're just saying, I'm a Russian agent. All of Trump supporters are Russian agents because they're the globalists that are selling out the country. And so they need to project onto us that we're the unfaithful ones. And so, yeah, the general public knows it's not true, but they use that designation to spy on us, and it's totally illegal and so, yeah, we're kind of already inside the tyranny. The, 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 the question is, how high are they going to turn it up? Right. You're, you're right. And uh, just wh where do they stop if they stop at all? We are right now, and, and the national mainstream media will not acknowledge that these Marxists who control the Democrat Party, the Marxist Dems, who are the masters of this puppet President Biden, they control the entire federal government. This is this is no joke anymore. This is not a party that's interested in politics. This is a party that's interested in dominion, and they mean to possess power in perpetuity. Uh, and meanwhile, we have a we have a fight over the national, uh, you know, the Republican National Committee. Uh, we're having a fights over electors and 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 the stuff that's at the margin. When the reality is that government of ours is in the hands of a foreign power, that foreign power, I don't mean in terms of geography, I mean in terms of foreign in the sense that it is alien to everything this country stands for, the people who are 
the Marxist Dems who control that are aliens unto themselves and to the rest of this country. Uh, we are looking at a, a desperate, desperate uh, inflection point in our history, and it's whether or not we have the guts to stand up to the conflict that is surely coming. Will it be open conflict? I don't know. But it will be conflict, and there will be pain, and there will be loss, and there will be sacrifice, uh, and there's no way around it. And people have to steel themselves to that, and I don't know if the American people uh, have that in their spine right now. Well, that's right, Lou. And, and you always say a purpose. I learned so much from you. We think of Russia or China, and there's certainly adversaries, and China's really out of control and evil and hugely wedded the Democratic Party and, and people like Mitch McConnell on the Republican side. So you know, it's a huge real threat. But the, the, the globalists, the leftists, the Marxists, they really hate America. Even when they run it, they still see it because of its Christian background and because it did oppose the Soviet Union and things as the enemy. And they are the main threat, and that they are like a foreign government. They are a fifth column. They really are an alien group to our country. BlackRock and the big banks and the money and the Hollywood and the whole woke thing is just a corporate uh, cult with all these minions literally working against the country. And as big a threat as China is, I'd say it's 20% of the threat. And, and Russia is 10% of the threat. But then I'd say 30% of the threat is our own domestic enemies that have opened us up to Islamic invasion and to criminal invasion that have run our dollar down, uh, that are saying they're going to put mentally ill people in charge, flying airplanes. I mean, they are admittedly trying to bring down the old structure to get control of it. I mentioned Clark Piven. This is on steroids. But what's crazy is they're in the house that they're undermining. They're going to be destroyed by it. So they're so ideological. They have such a sick ideology that they really are mentally ill. And, and I don't think they think two, three, four steps ahead. And I agree with you. I don't know because there's a big awakening happening. The average conservative or populist or Christian now knows, wait, we're in trouble. But I still don't think they knew what you knew 20 years ago or I knew 20 years ago of just how diabolical this is. And, and I just don't know if even our best people realize that we're two minutes to midnight and that this is this is the crisis, not just of America, but civilization, because if the globalists get full control and they can eradicate the idea of American freedom, then all we have is Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates' ideology of scientific tyranny. And so that's why they're at war with us, because even though it's the source of their power, the freedom we generated, the, 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 the productivity, still it's existential to them because they want to get rid of any ember of freedom that they believe could reignite later and displace them. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. And if you look at it in terms of economics, we're looking at a country in which uh, large corporations, uh, the tech uh, industry itself, uh, massive capital uh, valuations, $3 trillion. If you're uh, NVIDIA, you get to, uh, to go buy uh, uh, Amazon, Apple. We're talking trillions of dollars in three, you're talking almost $10, $10 trillion in three companies. Uh, that's unheard of. That they the idea that this country can somehow survive uh, without being stepped on by these elephants. Uh, we are the we are the the minions. We are the de minimis uh, fragments floating in space, and they are uh, the all powerful. 
And we have to find some way in which to bring to heal the idea uh, that uh, this Marxist government of ours is going to be responsive to the to the people, to the consent of the government. I, I remember you doing business news whenever it was, 2000 or whenever, and you were covering the breakup of Microsoft. And it was a monopoly and it was corrupt right. and deserved it. I look at Bill Gates's corruption, not as a business reporter, but as a layperson. It's nothing compared to the three big elephants uh, that you just mentioned, Apple uh, and, and Facebook and, and you know Amazon and, and Google. There's four elephants. And Microsoft. I, I mean, and, and, and Microsoft now is back. I mean, is it the answer trust busting? But there's no energy for that now. Yeah, there's no energy unless uh, you're Elon Musk and you are a disruptor and you do not uh, heal to the uh, to the to the principal narrative of these Marxist Dems. And then suddenly you've got the SEC, you've got the FTC and every every C. The EU, the EU. Coming right after you. And he'll be performing before the SEC, I think next week. Uh, that's where we are. We're talking with Alex. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Bodies ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. To an Infowars.com frontline report. It's Alex Jones. We're back. We're talking with Alex Jones. Alex, the idea that we have a 2,000 mile border, uh, as I said, that is wide open as long as you're paying off the cartels because it's their property now, not America's, not Mexico. And by the way, the cartels also are in charge of uh, Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico, uh, and everyone in his government. So uh, where do we stand and how in the world is it there's not anyone in this country, it seems to me, really grasping the the desperate moment that we live in, and the American people seem to be just sucking air through their teeth, waiting for somebody to say, you know, maybe we should be a little outraged at this. Well, look at the $90 million spending package to Ukraine and to Israel that they call a border package, and they think they'll pass to the House. I hope they don't. And the, the American people do get that there's billions to NGOs to pay for more illegals, and it basically gives Biden the power to even open the border up more, and they see right through it. So, But, but they feel powerless. I mean, just like you and I, at least we have platforms to warn people, and we have Border Patrol that are whistleblowing, and we have all this happening, but 
I hate to use the World War II analogy or, or, or maybe an Eastern Europe analogy after World War II where Stalin's tanks are rolling into your country and it's wrong and it's terrible and you want it to stop, but it's really happening. And so I think in a way, because our government's been seized, we're spectators to this. And one of the biggest hopes is Trump is wildly popular and not a perfect person, none of us are, but would shut this down overnight, uh, is just fighting with nine months left to try to get in there with all these false indictments. Uh, this is way better than any football game in sudden death overtime or basketball in overtime because that stuff's fun and I enjoy it myself, but it doesn't matter who wins the game at the end of the day. This is everything. This is our children. I've got kids old enough now, but to have grandchildren. I know, you know, you're a father and all the rest of it. And it's, it's just to watch the establishment recklessly flush all this security and freedom down the toilet for a perceived short-term bottom line really shows they're disconnected. They're not the elitists they say they are. They're not the aristocrats they claim because an aristocrat's not perfect. But if you've got a ruling class, they're supposed to hold up society. They're supposed to you know, try to build stability. And, and instead, I, I, I know we've got all these lawyers and politicians and think tanks that just think they're invincible. You know, if you go back to a great movie made about the Deepwater Horizon that was based on the transcripts uh, of the lawsuit and the British Petroleum uh, criminal trial. And right. so the movie with, with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Kurt Russell's excellent movie, you've seen it, but it's based pretty much as close as you can get to what really happened. And they get a call from BP's headquarters in the U.S. In, in Houston, and they tell the head engineer, the head of the plant, yeah, we're spending $30 million a day to drill this super deep well. We don't think we need to dump concrete in on the hole. He goes, let me do an equation. He comes back 10 minutes later, and he says, it, if we hit gas at any decent level, it will blow up the plant. They said, well, we're going to, by, by saving $300 million in the next couple of weeks not putting concrete in the hole to pressurize it, we're going to leverage that, make an extra billion dollars, so we don't care. You're ordered to do it. And so the engineer said, we'll do a stress test and just test what you said for a few minutes. They did a stress test, didn't blow up, turned it off. Just the stress test, hours later, blew it up and killed a bunch of people and the biggest oil spill in history. And I, I don't think I know, I talk to a lot of insiders, it's that corporate attitude of people in London and Houston telling engineers on an oil drilling platform with 40-foot thousand deep well into the biggest reserve they ever found, you don't need to follow math. You just go ahead and do whatever you want. And I think that's the perfect allegory on an even bigger scale of where we are. We have reached lunatic-level bizarreness from the ruling class. No question about it. And anyone who pays attention to the stock market, for example, has to be struck by the fact that we're $34 trillion in debt. We've got uh, $2 trillion in annual deficits. We have another almost $10 trillion in external debt. Uh, then we also have the Federal Reserve with another $8 trillion on its balance sheet that has to be worked off. And meanwhile, you, you look over to CNBC or Fox Business or whomever, and you and you see these uh, these these sell side uh, personalities saying, you know, you got to buy, you got to be X B Y Chinese stocks by the dozens. They're pushing American investment and savings into the Chinese economy. 
which is madness in of itself. Uh, it, it's remarkable. Which is, That's as you know, is imploding. I mean, I'm not a business expert like you, but I watch it. I'm like, wait, China's imploding. Why am I watching CNBC and it's almost all go to China? Like, I'm not a rocket scientist, Lou, but am I right? That's really bad advice. I mean, this makes Kramer look like a good guy. <laughs> well, I, you know, Kramer, Kramer's a good guy, uh, but the fact is he's also a corporatist guy, and that's his world, and that's uh, understandable. But here's the real deal. This is the world we all live in, and it matters where we put our money, and it matters where we invest our money, and it matters where we put our plants, because the simplest truth that is in manufacturing is that the greatest innovation, the greatest inventions have to be in proximity uh, to markets and the plants uh, that uh, fabricate whatever the product may be, whether it's a car, whether it is uh, advanced technology. And For then, those who don't know, you can have the best technology ever, but if you don't have infrastructure to do it, you don't have it. And if you don't have it in proximity to your market, you're even dumber. And guess what? You hear those uh, that crying? That's all those people who invested in those global supply chains that screw up nearly every business in this country. We're paying a horrible price for it. And we're a more dependent nation as a result. So let me ask you, though, I mean, I see what's happening in China. It looks really bad. I yep. know that'll drag us down partially. We're pivoting to India. But how can they be on CNBC and Bloomberg advising people to go to China? I'm not the big business guru like you, but that sounds like really bad advice. Well, it's not only, you know, it's just advice. Uh, and, and the fact is, if you're a corporatist, it's wonderful advice. If you're a populist, it sucks. I mean, let's be straightforward about it. It's a terrible thing not for this country not to even be having the conversation about building plants, as, uh, as Donald Trump said to, when he said he's going to bring back all the outsourced jobs, all of the plants back to America. There's so many out there, it's going to take years to bring them home. But if we don't, we're going to pay an even heavier price. So let me ask you this, because I know you're interviewing me, but you're, I'm, I'm, it's true, you're smarter than me when it comes to business. I'm totally what is your, what is your What is your deg reckoning? Because I'm going to air this on my show. You told me during the break of good. So I'm going to air it in a couple of days. What is your dead reckoning? Because I'm trying to tell my family. They're they're concerned. We I don't I, I'm pretty smart. I don't know what's going to happen financially. That's the one area. I'm pretty good at other predictions, but I'm like a blind bat when it comes to finance and, and the economy and the Federal Reserve and inflation. I mean, what do you, just in a summation, really think is going on, Lou Dobbs? Well, in, in summation, uh, and you're ending this with a with a very good question, and, and the reality is no one knows the answer to it because the complexity of this globalist economy that we've constructed, uh, the derivatives alone are exponentially uh, greater than the physical economy, and the physical economy uh, is right now, there's a veil between, a veil, a curtain, uh, maybe even an iron curtain between investors and savers, uh, taxpayers and, and working people, and the, the, the financial structure that is the lifeblood of it all. It is right now such a complicated economy. For example, in China, we don't know if their GDP goes up 5% or 10%, whatever they say, that's what it is, because there is no clarity. And right now, there is no clarity on what... So you're saying there's such a black box with derivatives in China... That's what it looks like to me is like with Shane Bankman Fried or anybody. They don't even know the Federal Reserve's like, oh, inflation's down. No, it's up. Oh, we're going to raise rates lower. To me, it looks like they don't know what they're doing. No. They, they know what they're doing. They just don't care about the consequences. And that's the chief difference. And by the way, that sounds like a political economy, doesn't it? Because our politicians are thinking the same way. 
uh, as the oligarchs and the corporatists. And that so they're backing up their investments in China and other places at the detriment of Americans. Uh, oftentimes, uh, without question, and certainly to their own benefit. But that's the beauty of capitalism, raw, unfettered capitalism, laissez-faire capitalism. Adam Smith. Take no, take no responsibility for the consequences of your actions so long as they drive profits. A true, a true capitalist takes responsibility and understands the impact of society uh, and to all of his stakeholders or her stakeholders. And that is that was that was America 1980, 1990. Well, this, Henry Ford, this, this Henry Ford was uh, I'm interrupting. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, you were saying I 1980 unleashed. Say it again. Well, I'm saying to you that we had a compassionate conservatism. We had a concerned uh, capitalism and a responsible capitalism. What we're witnessing today is a mad rush to uh, unexpected, unknown, and unpredictable consequences. Take, for example, the investments in China. That could be a black hole. It could also be a, a fountain of capital. We don't know the answer. Uh, everyone pretends they do. Uh, take our artificial intelligence. We don't know whether the extension of artificial intelligence is an extraordinarily efficient and utopian world for all of us uh, in it, or whether there will be no room for us in any of what is transhumanism. So, so we're sleepwalking. And, we're sleep and, and uh, a world that is dominated by machines rather than something quaint called a human. Absolutely. It's just an incredible moment. Uh, to be alive, and it, 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 I mean, it makes my head spin because there's so many, like you said, so many variables going into it, and it seems like the establishment only thinks first or second order. They're not thinking out further what it's going to do. Yeah, and they also, and uh, I've just been given a signal that uh, this is your last question on your show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> out of time. But uh, the reality is that right now, this is a country with so many problems, desperate problems in terms of how we're going to live. And you mentioned your children and mine and grandchildren, in my case. Uh, you know, we have a great investment in their prospects and their future and this nation's lives and our communities and taking charge of our communities rather than letting, uh, you know, this world wash over us in terms of big questions and, uh, you know, uh, nonsense spewed by the propagandists that we call a, a government spokesman. Well, I know one thing's for sure in closing, thanks for having me on, is that we're not living in boring times. Anybody that says I'm bored is not paying attention. We are in extremely dangerous but also very opportune times that the Chinese say may you live in interesting times. It's a double meaning. Lou Dobbs, thank you so much for having me on. Love you to death, man. Well, love you back, and I appreciate it, Alex, and uh, God bless you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. And we would encourage you to take some of your favorite clips from that interview and post them on your own accounts. A powerful combo of Alex Jones and Lou Dobbs. All right, we're back here live in the InfoWars World Headquarters. Thanks to your continued support at InfoWarsStore.com. We're still here on the air to bring you great interviews like that. I've got news I want to get to in the next hour. And maybe we'll open up the phone lines and get your response to some of this as well. But Tucker Carlson goes to Russia 
interviews Vladimir Putin in, in arguably what, what might be, as far as internet numbers are concerned, it is the most viewed interview of all time. From a political standpoint, I believe it has close to a quarter billion views, if not surpassing a quarter billion views on X alone. But it's also been picked up and shared by the Kremlin's official YouTube channel, channel Tucker Carlson on YouTube, us at InfoWars. We had hundreds of thousands of people watching it live that night. So, I mean, th- this interview maybe has been seen 500 million times, if not more. But just having that interview is somehow treasonous. And Tucker Carlson is now a traitor, even though NBC interviewed Putin and Barbara Walters and Charlie Rose and CNN tried to get the interview and Putin said, no, I don't talk to fake news. But Carlson does it and and now he's the bad guy. And so we still need to pray for his safe return. There are rumors that he's going to interview Snowden and Tara Reid, but I don't know about that. But he has been going to Russian subways, grocery stores, doing reports from the streets, just talking about life in Russia. I don't think Tucker is going to be the last to do a documentary style like this. And here, his are just more kind of in the spur of the moment type of things. There are going to be actual documentaries about this coming out soon. And so the mainstream media, the deep state, the military industrial complex, they, they want us, that is the United States and Russia, to be at arms, to hate one another. They want their Cold War era approach and, and foreign policy still intact. They want NATO to be well-funded. So, so they have to have you hating Russia, thinking Russia is the biggest threat to you, and, and all the other propaganda. Well, well, maybe Putin's a bad guy, maybe Putin's a good guy. Russia's not my problem. My problem is the mainstream media that lies about everything from Russian collusion to vaccines are safe and effective, Hunter Biden's laptop. My problem is the number one candidate for the Republican Party who just won an election, had it stolen from him, Donald Trump being politically persecuted in the justice system. My problem is the Department of Justice that politically persecutes me and throws me in jail for my speech. My problem is psychotics like Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell that run the Senate. My problem is all the corruption that exists in our justice system like Fannie Willis that we've just seen. That's my problem. Putin, good or bad, not my problem. Putin did kill, didn't kill Mulvaney, not my problem. They don't care about American journalists that Ukraine butchers and kills like Gonzalo Lira. We barely hear a peep about the genocide going on in Gaza, but oh, now Mulvaney's the biggest story. Putin's the biggest problem. That's what we need to be talking about. That's what we need to be concerned about. But see, here's the issue, and this is why a lot of people believe that it's nothing but propaganda with the intelligence agencies saying Russia is about to hit us with a space nuke to now saying Putin killed Alexei Nalvani in a Russian prison. They're losing the narrative war on Russia. They're losing the narrative war and the literal war in Ukraine. They don't have the support of the American people. Now, the dangerous part of this is that they now view Joe Biden as a lame duck president. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and maybe we can take some calls on this, but they view Joe Biden as a lame duck president, meaning they'll commit all types of evil, 
not just against the American people, but but in 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 Ukraine or in the Gaza Strip or anywhere, they'll commit all kinds of evil with with America and Joe Biden represented when these evil acts are committed. And they just say, well, it doesn't matter if this hurts Joe Biden's polls. It doesn't matter if this hurts Joe Biden's legacy because he's a lame duck president. We're either not going to run him again or he can't run again. So that's what's dangerous. We have such corruption in our government and such corruption in our media. They let the Kiev Ukraine regime kill an American journalist, Gonzalo Lira. And then they tell you, you need to be worried about Putin. He just killed Alexei Nolvany. They have space nukes. They're your big enemy. We need to keep fighting them in Ukraine. We need more money, and we need more money after that, and we need even more money after that. And we're going to need more money. And then they write it into this bill, and they say, not only is this bill good for this $95 billion, but also any president in the future that refuses to fund Ukraine, they're now committing treason. So in other words... They're setting up Trump if he gets in, where if he cuts off the funding to NATO or Ukraine, they're going to hit him with impeachment or try to charge him for crimes. So, I mean, that, that's how corrupt our establishment is. That's how corrupt our government is. And so as they're losing the narrative war in Russia, now all of a sudden they're building this up as Putin being the bad guy and they have space nukes and everything else. But it couldn't, it couldn't be more obvious propaganda whether Putin had Nolvany killed or not. Because that's what it's really all about. It's really all about continuing to support the war forever, continuing to have Russia as the boogeyman so they can continuing to continue to fund and arm NATO. They need that boogeyman. They need that perpetual enemy. So they have to run the propaganda as the American people are finally starting to wake up and think, well, maybe Putin is a bad guy or a good guy, but he's not my problem. My problem is Chuck Schumer. My, my problem is Lindsey Graham. My problem is Joe Biden. My problem is Merrick Garland. My problem is Fannie Willis and, and all the carbon copies of her across the country like Alvin Bragg. But then... To put the bow on top of it, Tucker Carlson goes to Russian subways, Russian grocery stores, and I think that this is the one that really hurts him. Because this is the other realization that the American people have had, and it's long overdue, and it's inevitable. Why is it, if I want to go downtown, you name the city. I mean, Austin's pretty nice overall, but... but you, you, you drive your car in downtown, you're going to hit 10 potholes. You're going to see 500 homeless people. You're going to see some derangement. You're going to see some decay. It's not as bad here. It's kind of a new and upcoming city, but now it's setting in here too. But I mean, you go to some of the classic major metropolitan areas, your St. Louis, your Chicago, your Baltimore, some of those areas just completely in decay, completely in destruction, uh, overwhelmed with violence. You had that shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl parade and they just say, oh, this is just some gang violence. These are just some young thug gang violence and they won't even release the names. Well, yeah, you you go to some parts of Kansas City, you go to the west side of Kansas City, you're up all night, you're going to hear gunshots. Now you go to the grocery store, your grocery bill has doubled. The cost of living has risen significantly under Joe Biden. 
the subway stations falling apart, smell like garbage and sewage and feces. You got you got graffiti everywhere. They were just they built these two massive were supposed to be luxury apartments in downtown Los Angeles. And they haven't been able to rent out a single one of them. And a major graffiti artist just tagged the entire building. The entire building tagged in graffiti. And so these are the American cities. But we have $95 billion for a war in Ukraine and a war in Israel and a war in the South China Sea every quarter. And so they're saying, what's going on? And now Tucker Carlson exposes that this is not how we have to live. This is not how we're meant to live. And love Putin, hate Putin, think he's the bad bad guy or the good guy. Russians don't live like this, folks. Russians don't live like this. These videos we're showing you of the streets of Philadelphia, or it could be San Francisco, or it could be Baltimore. You don't see this in Russia because their government doesn't steal all their money and give it to themselves and give it to wars like ours does. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com.